Hello, welcome to DriveCast. This is Ed Travers, teaching pastor at LifePoint in Westerville. This past Sunday, we continued in our series, Now Playing, where we're looking at faith in light of film and saying how uh, good stories often point to great stories in the Bible. Uh, and Dustin and Kasky shared from uh, the movie Rings of Power and showed how it pointed to uh, Romans chapter 6. Uh, let me read a few of the verses, uh, starting in verse 3. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we have been united with him, this is in his death, we will certainly be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, that cause anyone... um, so, because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. For we know that Christ has been raised from the dead. He cannot die. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let your sin reign in your mortal body, so that you may obey its desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer your lives to God, to those who have been brought from death to life, and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. It's a great passage, and it really speaks to the whole issue of sin. Um, in the movie, you know, the main character realizes that there's there's evil that lurks around them, but also inside of them trying to destroy. And, and that's what sin does. Sin is like an evil that tries to break everything it touches. And that sin, it's, um, it really has two effects on the life of a person. The first way that affects, uh, you know, the life of a person is that it keeps us from being united to God that sin has broken us and broken our relationship. And because God is offended by sin and he's holy, uh, we can't be in relationship with him. That's how sin impacts us, uh, but that's where Christ comes in, right? He dies on the cross, he pays the penalty for sin, uh, he is resurrected, and because of that, he offers us life in him. So when we give our lives to Christ, sin can no longer stop us from being in relationship with God. We've been cleansed from sin. It no longer has the ability to keep us apart from God. We've been united with God through the Son, through His body and blood that was broken and shed. That's the beauty of the, of the gospel itself. So then what happens now? We're still stuck in this body that is impacted by sin with its sin cravings. And what the writer here, Paul, is trying to say is that, look, don't give in to it. Don't offer your life to it. Don't continue to live in that, even though you've already been forgiven, even though you you can't be held back from your relationship with God. Sin has a different impact on the life of a believer. What it does is it hinders the believer from living a life that God wants him to live. It's like he's trying to pull us in a direction to serve and know and love him and to be used as an instrument, if you will, uh, to impact the world. But sin is like a weed that gets wrapped around your life and hinders you from being able to follow Christ. And then on top of that, it brings about the scars that only sin can bring, uh, the shame and the guilt and the brokenness that comes with sin. It doesn't impact the believer's relationship with God in that we are are sealed uh, by what Christ did on the cross. It impacts our ability to actually do anything else for the kingdom. It slows us down and it causes like a cancer in our soul. There's a, there's a passage, uh, that same passage, that last verse, I want to read to you in a different version. This is a Bible I grew up with, um, and I want to I try to read this, this verse to you. It says, Do not therefore let sin rule your mortal body, make you obey its lust, 
And no more uh, shall you offer the members of your body to sin as weapons for evil. Rather, offer yourselves to God as men who have come back from the dead to life and your bodies to God as weapons for justice. Now, maybe it's because I'm a guy and maybe it's the testosterone in me, but uh, you, you don't have to teach boys when they're kids to not make guns out of sticks, right? Or make weapons out of sticks. We just think that way. And I think that the way that wording is that, that our lives are like a weapon that God uses for his own justice and righteousness. And he's saying, I want you to offer your lives to me. Let me use your life as a tool, as an instrument to impact the world for the gospel and for justice and righteousness sake. And when I think of that, that's, that's how I want my life to be used. I want God to use my life to make an impact, to push back the enemy, to push back the gates of hell, that the kingdom of God shall advance. God, I pray that you would use our lives, uh, that we wouldn't get caught up in sin that so easily entangles in us and just keeps us from being um, of any use to you. God, I pray that you help us to live for your righteousness and your justice. God, use our lives like a weapon that, that would push back the enemy, that would uh, break through darkness with your incredible and glorious light. Lord, help us to live in this way. And we ask that in your son's name. Amen. Well, take a second before you move on to your next thing and, and um, just ask yourself, you know, where in, in your life are you allowing the weed of sin to try to tangle around you and keep you from running? Till next time, God bless.